Welcome. This is Evangelist Yolanda McTeer. You are tuning in this evening to my radio segment titled Empowerment for All. Tonight, joining me is top fuel driver, six-time consecutive world champion, parts plus liquid MPG team, International Hot Rod Association who has made history with consecutive wins and being one of the top fuel drivers in international rod history. Mr. Clay Milliken is going to be live. I'm going to play an intro song. We'll be back, and he'll be talking with us in a moment. I've had my share of good and bad news. I've had to cry when no one else knew. Felt all alone Like nobody Could really understand But I heard you whisper A sweet melody Said give me a purpose Give them to Because of you, because of your love. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again. You are tuned in this evening listening to Evangelist Yolanda McTeer here on my radio segment titled Empowering for All. Tonight is Wednesday, May 21st. It is 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, I am pleased and overjoyed and excited to have on as my guest, for those of you who may just be tuning in, I have Pop Fuel Driver, six-time consecutive world champion, International Hot Rod Association favorite, loved by many, continuously on the go. He's actually on his way to a race now in Topeka, Kansas, but took time out of his busy schedule to stop by and talk with me, how flattered I am. Once again, I'm not going to keep him holding. I know he has to go, but while I do have some time, I do want to chat with him and let you all listen in as well. I am pleased to announce tonight's guest once again, Clay Milliken. Night, how are you? I'm doing well. Once again, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and accepting my invite. I know many are, you know, seeking you and seeking after you, but you took time and you accepted my invite, and for that I say thank you, and I'm overjoyed. Oh, not a problem. I mean, it just worked out perfectly. It's uh, certainly that time of year on the uh, on the old race schedule where we're pretty much going every week, but this is you know, one of the times where I, I chose to drive to the race, we kind of make a joke, or the race team, you know, the guys that work on the car all the time, you know, they they joke pretty regular about me being the uh, prima donna driver who, you know, hops on old Delta Airlines and goes from race to race. But I've driven to the last couple and really enjoy it. Uh, you know, my wife, myself, the dog, occasionally one or one of the kids will go, and, you know, we enjoy it. I mean, a, a nice road trip is actually kind of good for everybody you know you just kind of get to sit back and listen to the radio a little bit or you know talk and and just travel the highways and that's kind of what we're doing we we left uh i live in drummond's tennessee which is about an hour north of memphis we left there about two thirty or three o'clock or so and we are we went through st louis missouri just a little while back and making our way towards kansas well, that is all right. And shout out to the family. Hello, family, if you can hear me as you're driving along. Hello, hello, hello. So glad you all uh, are on board as well for tonight's show. Now, Clay, it is often described in the industry for you, categorized a southern gentleman with an unwavering passion for the sport and, a, and has genuine appreciation for his fans. Now, for those who may not know or maybe just coming on board and just maybe, you know, doing a little bit of um, interaction and finding out who you are, I want to do a little brief history of how you even got into the International Hot Rod. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. Now, you started, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, as you started loving this uh, race car, drag racing, at the age of 16. Am I correct? Well, I actually, I mean, I loved it. That was actually the first time that I legally went down the drag strip. Okay. <laughs> and the reason I say legally, my, my dad actually uh, got me signed up to race when I was 15, but uh, mm-hmm. we always printed that I was 16 because that was the first time I actually really got to go down the racetrack and, you know, competed and at a sanctioned event. So, yes, for a very long time, because that was a long, long time ago when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And also how you came to actually start driving. You were actually working as a forklift driver uh, for Kroger's, um, and you were continuously campaigning uh, relentlessly for International Hot Rod Association Modified Eliminator entry when Peter Lehman selected you to drive his Chicago White Sox-sponsored Top Fuel Dragster. And from there, Mr. Lehman saw the potential and just saw greatness in you. And moving forward, one of the giant trucking uh, enterprises, Werner, W-E-R-N-E-R, for those of you who are not familiar, enterprises, and collaborated, and you all formed one of the most well-known driver-sponsor alliances in International Hot Rod Association Top Fuel History. Now, how awesome is that? 
It was absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. We, you know, we had a, a group of guys that worked on the race car. Essentially, they were, you know, friends and buddies, and you know, we had always raced together and and uh, become really good friends with Peter Lehman. And he took me from, you know, forklift driver in a Kroger food warehouse to, you know, a top fuel driver, and then we were able to put together a team that. Uh, for many years was, I mean, for the most part, it was really unstoppable. I mean, it was disappointing almost to go to the races and not make it to a final round, and and that's just unheard of. We had a, you know, a, a six-year run there where we won the race. Clay, you still with me? I think you might be hitting the spot on the highway. I don't want to lose you. If I do lose you, do call us back. Are you still there? All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't be discouraged. It's just a moment. Clay is, once again, as he announced, he's on the highway driving. He is heading to a race in Topeka, Kansas. He hit a dead spot, and I know he's going to call right back. As a matter of fact, I see him calling right now. Let's go ahead and bring him back live. Clay, I was just announcing to the audience you had hit a dead spot, and we lost you, but you called right back because I knew you would. So you continue where you left off. I am so sorry about that. The joys of doing a uh, interview while uh, traveling. <laughs> you know, these cell phones would be a great device that uh, somebody invented where they never drop calls, but it does happen. But I was just saying, you know, we had, we had put together such a great team, and, you know, it was just kind of a, a fantastic run that we had. You know, the crew chief that we had at the time, a gentleman named Mike Clover, you know, he was uh, he was incredibly focused on the – what he wanted in a race car and the group of guys that we had together to work on it really had never done anything like that at a professional level, including myself. And, and so it was a really, really tight group and, you know, it, it just worked, you know, it's like any professional sports you look at, you know, you'll, you'll see a, a group of guys get together and, and essentially, you know, just no matter what they do, they win. I mean, you know, if you just look football, for example, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, those, that group of guys. You look at, you know, the San Francisco 49ers, Joe Montano, Lynn Swan, and Ronnie Lott, and, and you know, it's a magical little combination. It, it doesn't last forever, but it sure is special while you have it. And we had that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we really had it for, for seven years. The, the very first year we raced together as a group, we almost won the IHRA championship, finishing second in my rookie season. And then the following year, we won the championship and won six more times. And, you know, Warner Enterprises was a, a part of all six of those championships. Great family-run, very large trucking company out of Omaha, Nebraska. And, you know, and uh, it just was unreal. It was unbelievable just, you know, the things that we were able to do. And, and to be honest with you, you know, I've been really fortunate that, since that little magical run, I've been able to stay in the sport. I've been involved with a lot of great people. I mean, the past few years, I've been involved with a company called Parts Plus. They're uh, they're based they're based out of Memphis, Tennessee, and which is close to home for me. And you know, they've really, really been so much fun to work with. And and our sport works, you know, with sponsorship and entertaining people and customers, which is what we do for Parts Plus this year. Liquid MPG got involved, and, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of the, the same things with them. And uh, Dexter Tuttle is the man that owns the race team I drive for this year. Really good family man. His son comes and works on the race car a lot. His brother works on the race car. You know, we're, we're a new group collectively as a whole. And, you know, we've had some growing pains, and but we are really, you know, starting to see some results and uh, looking for that, you know, special combination like I had back in the IHRA days, you know, running over here in the NHRA now. And I'm just really, really pleased to have done this, you know, for as long as I have, and I look forward to doing it for a really long time. I mean, I've got, you know, so much passion, like you said, for the sport. It's, it's really all I do. I, I don't have any other job. I don't have any other business, you know, so I spend my days, you know, thinking about racing, and then that, that doesn't always involve, you know, driving the race car or anything like that. You know, a lot of the time you spend, uh, you know, working with your sponsors and, and doing what needs to be done for them. I mean, uh, 
as soon as I got home from Atlanta, Georgia, where we raced this past weekend, uh, I went straight to uh, a location to work with Parks Plus, uh, doing some filming, some fun little things that they're going to be putting out on the Internet here before too long uh, for a uh, really cool 57 Chevrolet truck that they were giving away and, you know, things like that. You know, I've done that the last two days. I got done with that, hopped in the old Dodge Dooley and headed towards Topeka. So, I mean, it's fun. I enjoy I enjoy my job. I love it, you know, and enjoy everything that's going on right now. And that is absolutely awesome. Now, it was ironic that you highlighted and tuned in on the race in my hometown, uh, Georgia, who was in Commerce, Georgia. Um, it was a lot of intensity in, in that race against uh, Bob Vandergriff, uh, which, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Clay raced at the Summit National Hot Rods Association Southern Nationals at Atlanta Dragway. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. And, of course, you know, I'm, I'm curious and, and tuned in because, once again, that's home. So you, you went to Georgia and you won. Go, Clay. All right. Yeah, we, you know, we, we, we had a good weekend, you know, uh, it was a very wet weekend, as, as you very well know. You know, when it rains in Georgia, it, it really rains. You know, it, it was coming down a lot on the race day. You know, started bright and early in the morning and, and rained most of the day. And, the, you know, the officials, the NHRA officials, saw that there was going to be a, an opening in the weather Sunday afternoon. And normally we start, you know, first round of eliminations around 11 o'clock. And I think it was, you know, 5.30 or so when we actually got, got to race first round. And our team really, you know, we, we didn't qualify as well as we'd like to. In in Atlanta down there, we qualified 15th, which means, you know, you got to run the number two qualifier. So, obviously, you know, if we were qualified 15th and the car we raced was qualified second, uh, he was a quicker car, you know. So, it, on paper, we were at a disadvantage. You know, we sh- we shouldn't have been able to win that race, but, you know, the old cliche is uh, that's why we race them, you know, and, and not do it on paper. But, you know, the racetrack there, it doesn't run directly east and west, but it's pretty close to it. And and so by the time that, that we got ready to run, the cars in front of us had a lot of lot of challenges with uh, traction. I mean, the, the racetrack was really, really slick. I mean, the NHRA had done all they can do to, you know, to get the track prepared the best that they could. But it had rained so much that the rubber was just literally not adhering to the track surface. And I was actually in the fifth pair of cars down the racetrack, and the four pairs in front of us, none of them really made a good run from loss of traction. And so you pretty much knew it was going to be a, a driver's race. I mean, you know, a top fuel car makes 10,000 horsepower, and it's, it's really hard to calm it down enough to – to get down a racetrack this super, super slick like Atlanta was this, you know, on Sunday. And the sun also become an issue. I mean, it was a good thing. It was out shining. But, again, you know, the racetrack runs east and west. And so the, the sun was really starting to beam right into the, the driver's faces. And so, I mean, you know, when I got ready to run, uh, did my burnout. Everything was kind of normal. And uh, the the number two qualifier that I was racing, you know, he he was seeing everything seemed normal there as well, and he did something that was a little out of the ordinary, and that when he staged the car, he actually hit. We have two two bulbs that you will see come on, two lights that come on. It's called the pre-stage and the stage, and and you normally courtesy stage, which means each driver will turn on the pre-stage light. And then once they're ready to actually go, you'll roll in a little further with the race car and, and turn on the stage bulbs, and, and you kind of wait on each other at the pre-stage bulb. Well, the number two guy there qualified, I mean, where he qualified there, you know, it doesn't mean that he has a choice one way or the other, but he elected to turn on both bulbs. And so that's a little bit out of the ordinary, And but I, I didn't let it bother me. And, you know, I, I finished staging the car as we normally would, and, just as I suspected, as soon as the, the Christmas tree flashed, I hit the throttle and car lost traction, spun the tires, and so I tried to pedal the throttle, you know, just kind of ease the car down the racetrack, and it actually uh, it, it broke a rocker arm and while doing that, and it actually knocked the burst panels out of it, which is a, 
a safety device that we have to keep the uh, supercharger on the car if, if you have an engine problem. And so I was pretty much dead in the water idling down the racetrack. Well, I never got past until right at the finish line. And as that was kind of happening, the crew chief was on the, on the radio yelling at me that I heard something, and then I also heard center line. So I knew I knew that I had won the race because my opponent had crossed the center line. And so I was kind of excited about it, and but I also knew we had a little fire in the car because again, you know, we had broke a rocker arm, and which caused the motor to to break, and uh, had a little fire going. So I hopped out of the car, and but long story short, uh, we won first round, and it was kind of exciting because the guy I raced, I guess, was not happy that, that the track was you know hard to see because of the sun, and and they ended up holding the race until over till Monday, just. Because mainly because the track was was just wasn't really holding any cars and it was kind of crazy and then the next round was uh, actually on Monday so decent lap leaving the starting line I was racing Spencer Massey in one of the Don Schumacher cars which the DSR team you know they're they're one of the big teams out there and then uh, you know and Spencer got me in that round but got home and like I say went to Holly Springs Mississippi and did some filming for the last two days and hopped in the truck and on the phone with you. And I made a really long story out of a couple rounds of racing there. But anyway. <laughs> but see, that's one of the things I can see, Clay, why your fans and everybody is so in tune and you're highly favored and, and loved in the International Hot Rod Association. I mean, because not only listening to you talk and describe your races, it's the passion, once again, that is there. You absolutely love what you do. And that, to me, means everything. Because if you don't have a passion for what you're doing, it's almost obsolete. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's so much easier to to do things if if you have a passion for them. And, and, you know, really and truly, you you can always kind of find a a passion no matter what you do. You know, I used to really, when I first went to work at at, at Kroger, I was talking about my old job there. Like, man, I hate this job. You know, but what I found out was... (laughs) I kind of got to where I really liked a lot of the people there, you know, and so I kind of turned my job into, you know, getting to go see some people that I really like, and and uh, I don't miss the job, but I sure do miss some of those people, you know. But, yeah, you can, you know, it's just it's nice to, to enjoy what you do, no question about it. Now, Clay, I'm going to ask for you to share uh, with the listeners tonight, what would you say in the many years that you have been, you know, in the sport of drag racing? What would you share with us as, um, let me rephrase that, what would you share with us that you would say has been one of your defining moments in drag racing? One of my defining moments of drag racing? Detrifying, you know, as, as far as, oh, my gosh, this is intense. What have I got myself into? You know, uh, am I going to be okay? Or anything like that. You know, just detrifying. Oh, yeah. Really over, over the top moments. Well, I mean, as far as kind of over-the-top moments, I mean, one of those would, would certainly be uh, I did what's called a, a blow-over, which means that essentially I flipped the car over backwards, and it was one of the weirdest things ever. I mean, you can go find it on YouTube. If you put my name in YouTube search, that's one of the first things that pops up. And I had kind of one of the, the craziest-looking wrecks ever in a top fuel car, and, and it was one of those moments where things happened in super slow motion, basically, I was racing uh, Bruce Linton, and at the time, we were first and second in points, and it was semifinal round, and, you know, the last person I wanted to lose to was, was Bruce Linton, because I didn't want him to gain any points on me, and left the starting line, the car shook the tires, and so I pedaled it, and had the front end up a little bit, and, and, and the front tires just kept climbing, kept climbing, and, and I really thought I had control of it, and the truth is, I didn't, and you know, I overdrove the car, and as it started really getting away from me, I knew I had made a mistake and let off the throttle, grabbed the brakes hard as I could, and then it just kept going, you know, and it was kind of weird. When the car got up high enough that, you know, the body just literally exploded off the car, and it was just gone, and the car continues going up and up and up, and you know, again, this happened really quickly, but in the car, that you know, I could just see all these things happening. And once the car pretty much got 
straight up and down. It was total silence. One of the quietest moments in my entire life. I mean, it was just so weird. There was no noise, and the car started to rotate on over, and, and it was kind of strange, but once or twice while this was going on, maybe once while this was, this part of it was going on, we have radio communications. I can talk to, to the team, and they can talk to me, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I pushed the radio button, and, and all I said was, I'm okay. You know, I mean, I knew, like, I was okay, but so the car continues just rotating over, and, and it actually started running again, you know, and it's, it's starting to, to make motor noises again, so I, I cut the fuel off, cut the computer off, cut everything off just like normal, and and I knew it was about to hit, so, you know, you kind of tighten up all your mus- muscles and tense up, and and the car hit, and I thought, well, that wasn't too bad, and didn't hurt or anything, and so now I'm going backwards down the racetrack, still at a pretty good pace, and it just continued to slide, and as it started getting a little closer to the wall, I could see the wall. Again, I'm hanging upside down going down the racetrack. And again, I kind of tightened up. I thought, well, it's going to hit the wall and, you know, start tumbling or something's going to happen. And pushed the radio button again, told them, I'm okay. And nobody's answering. I kind of had the thought, man, they're mad at me because I didn't crash the race car. The thing ended up sliding for 2,200 feet before it come to a stop and Got out of the car and I was fine. I mean, it was, but but it was certainly one of the, you know, I don't know if it's a defining moment, but it was certainly one of the most interesting rides that I've ever had. And like I say, you can go check it out on YouTube. It's it's, it's a very gentle wreck for going, you know, two hundred and something miles an hour when I turned it over because it was approaching half track when I flipped it over. But I crossed the finish line upside down and backwards, but I didn't win the round. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Clay! Now you know I'm going to have to ask. Um, were you you were not hurt? What an awesome, awesome finish! Because I did hear you say in the midst of sharing that with us, you were not hurt. That is absolutely not, amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, not not a <laughs> not in the least. But again, it it was a very very gentle crash. You know, I. I was told by a lot of people that have been around the sport forever, they said, well, if you're going to crash one, you did it the right way because it just didn't, it never really hit anything, you know, and it just turned over, you know. I know everybody as a kid remembers flipping their bicycle over trying to ride wheelies, and I hurt myself worse doing that than I did, you know, flipping the dragster, you know, like I say, over 200 miles an hour. So it was interesting, that's for sure. Wow. Now, that, I would definitely say, is a detrifying, intense moment for sure. Now, Clay, outside of racing, you also, I mean, you're a well-sought-after man. You've actually been in front of the camera. You, you've interacted and done a lot of things. Um, even here recently, for two, the year 2014, you've been the host of International Hot Rod Association Nitro Jam. Drag Racing Series on uh, MAV TV. Uh, do you see yourself uh, settling down and eventually getting into TV? You know, what can we expect from Clay? Because it doesn't sound like listening to you, ladies and gentlemen. Clay is going to stop anytime soon. I think we can look forward to a lot of more years of racing from you. But after that, what would you like? You know, I, I, it's kind of funny you know I just don't see myself not racing in some form or fashion and you know yes I've I've done a lot of TV I've got to do a lot of really cool TV shows and you know in the past I've I've done some shows with uh, when Speed Channel was still around which is now Fox Sports 1 uh, mm-hmm. I did a show called Blow It Up I did a show that uh, I really 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 enjoyed a whole lot it was called Drag Race High and that was a show where we went to some high schools and we had the auto shops of, of rival high schools build cars and race each other. I got to do that. That was that was really good. And then I did another show that was on MTV two called Burnout. I did that with Carrie Hart. Uh, that was that was a fun, fun show and, and this year I'm I'm hosting, you know, IHRE's Nitro Jam and that will actually we're filming that now. And mm-hmm. that will actually start showing in the fall on Math TV. So, you know, yes, I've been very fortunate to have 
been involved with a lot of TV stuff, and of course it's all been, you know, race car related in some way or another, and I, I have no problem talking, as you probably have figured out during this interview, but my talking skills are very much based around cars and racing and that sort of thing, and so the shows I've done certainly have been, you know, race car based kind of things, and I really, really enjoy the TV thing, and I like uh, I like doing it, you know. And, and I work with a guy named Ray Eddings, who's been involved with a lot of really good TV shows. I mean, he had the number one television show on, on the Speed Channel for several, several years called Pastime. And Ray is mm-hmm. actually the producer of the IHRA's Nitro Jam, and he and I have done a lot of shows together. They're a lot of fun, and he makes it fun for me. And you know his He'll joke that he doesn't expect a whole lot out of me, but it it, uh, it just seems to work out when he don't expect too much because I just I just go and go and go and through all that he can edit out and find something good. <laughs> now that is absolutely wonderful, and I look forward to um, actually tuning in myself. I'm definitely going to tune in for and to view the, you know the Nitro Jam Drag Racing on Mob. I think that's going to be exciting. Looking forward to that. Now explain to us. What is it? A, what is a day like with Clay, with the family, when he's not racing and racing is not on his mind, and he's taking some me time? Tell us a little bit about how the family manage, manages to spend time with you. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's uh, really not many days that, that there's not <laughs> some sort of racing something going on. You know, even in family time. I mean. Uh, again, you know, the wife, kids go, and the dog goes with us to the races. And so, I mean, a lot of our family time is, is literally spinning this truck going down the road. I mean, just like right now. And, you know, my my youngest son has been a uh, national champion in the motocross racing world. And he is, uh, you know, so he's kind of a gearhead as well. My oldest son, he's kind of the, the different one amongst us that uh, – he really could care less about anything racing, but he, you know he obviously cares about what what his daddy's doing. But he's an artist. He's uh, going to the University of Memphis, taking art, and he's you know he's definitely a, an opposite brain thinker from I am. Doesn't talk nearly as much as I do. That's for sure. Where my little one does, you know, he's a he's a talker. But you know, I mean, we watch racing on TV, and it's and it's not always drag racing. You know, we watch a little bit of NASCAR. We we keep up with that. And, you know, I don't know. We're a racing family, but, you know, we we spend a lot of time together. I mean, and it's just, you know, nothing like we don't, we don't do movie nights or anything like that, but we spend a lot of time at home. We're, we're on the go so much. Family time for us is, is just being at home, you know, whether it's just hanging out at the house and eating some dinner or whatever, you know, maybe. But that is kind of a – it sounds weird, but that is a good family time for us when we're actually at home. <laughs> because we're on the go so much. Now, that is wonderful. But did you find early on uh, in your racing career and now your son having come on board, uh, sometimes when you were sitting at home, people would be stopping by, knocking on the door. It's Clay in. I want an autograph. Can I get a photo? Did you ever have that, you know, intensity where you're saying, oh, my goodness, I just kind of want to sit down for a little bit, but I can't stop you know, it's kind of funny. I I have lived in the same little place my entire life. It's a really small community. I mean, it's not even a, a town. That I make a joke. It's just my little one-line thing I say all the time. This, you know, Drummond's Tin, two stores, and a cotton gin. You know, it's and that's what it is. We have a three-way stop in the middle of our little town, if you want to call it that. Uh, we've got a little, one little post office and and that's kind of what we have and so the majority of the people that are there have been there for a long 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 time and we all know each other and they know our race and I think a lot of them you know uh, who I used to bug with my loud cars you know they now enjoy it and keep up with it you know it's kind of kind of funny but you know no people don't really stop and bother me you know because I know them all and they've all known me for, for my whole life, you know, the majority of them, and and the ones that do stop are that usually have you know something they want to do, and it's, it's 
so it's not bad at all. I, I don't really have anybody bother me at home, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Now, what about when you step outside of the home and you're in a state and you're somewhere and someone recognizes you and then it's just like a balloon? Poof! It's Clay Mc, you know, it's Clay McKillen. What? What? How do you react? Because I know it gets chaotic and people are just, you know, scrambling, want to get to you, you know, talk to you, you can take a photo, get you to sign. How, how did you respond to that early on in your career? I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm not going tell you a story about that. I mean, I'm not going to get to you at all. I, I enjoy that. I mean, I I spend as much time as I can, you know, signing autographs at the races. And and if we're somewhere and then somebody, you know, spots me, figures out who I am, you know, and they want to take a selfie, fine. You know, I'm, I'm good with that. I mean, all you got to do is kind of look at my Twitter numbers. I follow as many people as I can follow. You know, it's, it's fun, you know, and I enjoy people and I really enjoy you know people that watch drag racing and then you know they know who I am that's cool that means uh they they like what I do as well or at least they're somewhat interested or they wouldn't have spotted me and I never have a problem signing an autograph it's just one of those things that you know I kind of grew up dreaming of being a race car driver and signing autographs is part of it that's cool I spent a lot of time as a kid figuring out how I wanted to sign my name you know Never knowing it would really happen, but I never run away from it. People want to stop me somewhere and grab a quick autograph. That's cool. I mean, I I have no problem. And see, that right there is, you know, one of the things that is so attractive in the passion that you have for what you do. Just saying what you said in that last statement, Clay, I imagine signing my autograph and look at how you believed, you stayed in the heart of knowing this is what you wanted to do, and you're living your dream. How awesome is that? Oh, it is incredible. Uh, my daddy all the time, you know, he just he just will tell me, you know, he'll watch a race, which is going to make me digress and tell a quick story. No one can call my daddy on Sunday until after the race has finished on TV because as far as he's concerned, it hadn't happened until he has seen it. So, <laughs> but oh, he tells me all the, you know, he, he, he tells me all the time. I, I just can't believe, you know, that, that it went this far, you know, he, he and my mama did all they could to help me as much as they could. But I mean, you know, they, they had, they weren't wealthy. They don't, they run a little bitty grocery store, uh, when I said two stores and a cotton gin with my little Drummond's rhyme there, it, one of their store, one of the stores was theirs. My grandfather started it, and but they did all they could to help me. And I mean, we raced locally and that sort of thing. And then, you know, he tells me it's like I, I just can't believe it went this far, you know. And that that makes me feel good. And Mom always tells people that ask, you know, how did how does Clay get to do that? How did he do it? She just she always says, you know, he, he had to want to. You had the want to, and that's that's what I tell people. If you've got the want to bad enough, you can make it happen. You just got to have that want to. And I know proud parents, they are, of their son. Such a great accomplishment, and it, it, and it hasn't stopped. You are still going as almost freshly as if you started, you know. And how many years exactly, being 2014, have you been racing officially in the International Hot Rod Association, Clay? Well, I actually quit my job in Kroger in 1998, so so I I don't even know my math is horrible, but that's how long I've been racing professionally was okay. since since May of 98 and but I was racing like I say again from the time I was, you know, basically 15, 16 years old and I'm 48 now, so I've been doing it a long time. Doesn't mean I was making a living doing it all that time, but, but since May of '98, uh, that this is this is all I've done, you know. So I do, you know, really really like my job. I mean, you know, the, the crazy part about racing is, you know, you never know what you're going to be able to do for the following year. And, and plus, I wouldn't be out here right now, you know. I mean, Parts Plus, it, like I say, Liquid MPG, it takes those people to afford you to be able to make a living doing this because, you know, racing is a really expensive sport, but it's, it's a great thing for, you know, sponsors that get involved. If 
if the team does a good job for them, they'll continue doing it, and, and that's what we try to do. You know, we try to make sure that, that we do a good job for everybody that works with us, and that's how I've been able to do this as long as I have. That is wonderful, and I did the math for you. That's 16 years. You have been racing, well, thank you. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 16 strong good years. I mean, just to once again, you know, zoom in on some of your career highlights. I mean, you, you've been the winningest top fuel driver in International um, Hot Rod Association history. You have 51 International Hot Rod Association national event wins, six consecutive world championships, five out of six championships, never finished lower than second. I mean, it's just so many accomplishments. So I know without a shadow of a doubt, I say congratulations to you and such a great accomplishment, and may your life continue to blossom and more blessings come to you like never before. I, I am really, really, really flattered and grateful that you stood on your passion and it's happened for you, and you have a great family, and you've been really blessed. It's always a pleasure to talk to someone. And through all of that, you still remain humble, and you still have a love for people. So a lot of times people get in the element of success, and they don't have that. They lose it, if you follow me on that. I understand. I mean, that's just, you know, I know that I'm very fortunate to, to get to do what I do, and I enjoy it, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of other guys that, that drive race cars out there that could, could do what I do if they got the opportunity, and I've never forgot that. And I, I remember what it was like standing, you know, outside a pit area wanting to get a driver's autograph, and I, I remember that feeling and hoping that the guy would pay attention and come sign something for me. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm fortunate, and like I say, I am. I'm, I'm blessed to get to do what I do, and I enjoy it every day. Well, Clay, I'm not going to detain you. Uh, I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of your road trip to Topeka, Kansas. But before you go, do share with the audience what else can we look forward to in 2014? Because I know Topeka is just one race. How many more races, and where will the next three states you be traveling to the race? Well, I say we are going to NHRA race in Topeka this weekend, and we will be in Englishtown, New Jersey next weekend, and I would guess that we're about a third of the way through the NHRA season here, and there's 24 events in the year, and I mean, we're we're just getting going. You know, it's, uh, it's a long season, a lot of traveling, and a lot of races to go to, and so I'm looking forward to all of them. You know, it's it's awesome. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, we'll travel the country. You know, it, and I'm sitting here doing all this shacking because I cannot remember where I go after Englishtown. My short, <laughs> my uh, my memory goes out about two races ahead. But I know Topeka this week and Englishtown next week, and then you'll have to go to NHRA.com to look at the schedule after that. <laughs> No worries. I understand. You have a lot on your plate. Totally understandable. We will not hold you accountable for that by no means. No means necessary. No worries. Now, also, Clay, do share with the listeners tonight, for those who may just be tuning in and want to continue to know more about you and begin to follow you, where can they find you on social media? Give us those um, links so they can, you know, tune in and also the website where they can also stay abreast on your wins and see what's going on. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's all pretty simple if you can figure out how to spell my last name. It's uh, claymillican.com, which is C-L-A-Y-M-I-L-L-I-C-A-N, uh, Clay Millican on Twitter, and you can always go to, Parts Plus Motorsports, and, and check out where we're at, what we're doing. I mean, I need to go there myself to figure out where we race next after Englishtown, that looks like, but I, I will, I'm always out there. You know, you can find me on Twitter, that's for sure. I'm, I'm always checking on Twitter and my Facebook. One, I look at all that stuff. I like it. Just Clay Milliken, you'll find it. Now, Clay, you know I'm going to be a little greedy. Since you uh, did come on my show, I look at now as I'm a friend of the family. I, I want my shirt. I want my shirt. I want a hat. I want some, you know, Clay Milliken gear. How can I go by getting uh, this? That would be on Parts Plus website, partsplusmotorsports.com. They they take care of all the the gear and all that sort of stuff. They've got it, uh -huh. and uh, we we can make that happen. 
All right. All right. Yes, because I, I travel a lot myself. I'm actually on the road out of town um, working, so I may not be able to get to any of your races, but, hey, I still can wear the gear and represent. Hey, I know Clay. Listen to him. I'm coming on my show and <laughs> and, and so forth. This is so exciting. And once again, I want to thank you for stopping by, chatting with us this evening. You have been a joyous guest, and I don't want you to be a stranger. I will ask you to come back again. Would you do that? Absolutely. I appreciate so much you having me on. It's been a lot of fun, and I hope I didn't wear you out talking so much. Oh, gosh, no, because I'm the one usually who feels like I'm wearing my guests out by talking. So you actually did myself. So I think next show when I invite you on, I'm going to let you host. You do it quite well. Uh, well, We can make that happen. We can make that happen. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Let me know anytime you want me. I will play once once again. Good luck. Much success to you. Win this race in Topeka, which I know you will. Safe travels. Uh, Hello to the family, and God bless. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Clay. Ladies and gentlemen, that was bye-bye. That was Clay Milliken. Six-time consecutive world champion in drag racing, top fueler. My goodness, his accolades and accreditations go on and on. Let me go over a few of them again for some of you who may just be tuning in and want to know a little bit about Clay. Once again, six-time consecutive world champion, winningest top fuel driver in International Rod Association history, 51 International Hot Rod Association national event wins. He advanced to every final round in a season. Top fuel consecutive event wins. He set 10 in a row. Top fuel consecutive round wins. 30 were set in a row. Most wins in a season. Five out of 16 ships where he never finished lower than second in point. International Rod Association world record holder for elapsed time and speed, 4.48 at 328 miles per hour. Now, you all tell me that this man, Clay Milliken, cannot drive. That's a bad man. If anybody I would want to learn how to teach me to drive, I want him to teach me how to drive because he can drive. Love it. Winner of the biggest paying race in drag racing history, the Rocket Nationals in Huntsville, Alabama. He also has added to his accolades and accreditation many awards, Driver of the Year, International Hot Rod Association, International Hot Rod Association Rookie of the Year, Hobart Memorial Driver of the Year, He was a finalist uh, in many years for Eastern Motorsports Press Association. He was named uh, AAR, WBA, All-America, Honorable Mention Team, International Hot Rod Sportsman of the Year. He's been in front of the camera, done many things, and doing something new, which will be coming out this year. He will be the host of International Hot Rod Association Nitro Jam, Drag Racing Series. You all must tune in and hear and see him on MAV TV. My goodness. Now, can you tell me, with all those accolades, accreditations, and awards, he stays as humble and wholesome and nice as he can be. Clay, once again, you were an awesome guest. Blessings to you again. Even though he's left, I know many friends and family and many of you who missed the show will be tuning in listening, and it was a great show. Now, here in Empowering for All, this is what I call a jump start to a great holiday weekend. Sunday, I had on Wine Owners the Bryant. Here it is, less than three days later, I have on world consecutive top fuel, consecutive champion, drag racer Clay Milliken. God is good. Do continue to tune in. You will never, ever know who's stopping by here at Empowering for All. I'm going to play a song. 
go to a quick break. I want to come back and share some things with you, and I'll be saying goodnight. Evangelist Yolanda McTeer here on my radio segment titled Empowering for All. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back. This is Evangelist Yolanda McTeer. You've been tuning in tonight, listening to my radio segment titled Empowering for All. Tonight, my guest was six-time consecutive world champion, top fuel driver in International Hot Rod Association history, parts plus sponsor, liquid MPG team driver, Clay Milliken. 
Once again, thank you, Clay, for stopping by. He actually took time out of his busy schedule, and a busy man he is, as he shared with us tonight. He is on the road with his family, headed to Topeka, Kansas, where he will be racing. Once again, he shared with us his lovely wife and three children. One of his sons has taken part in going to follow after his dad and got into the racing. His other son is an art major and a lovely daughter. Once again, blessings and coverings to the family of Clay Milliken, mother and father, very proud of their son, watched something that he dreamed about become reality in the big, 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 big time man that he is now. Such a humble man. So glad to have him on. Look forward to having him come back. And I'm actually going to do something different since he loves being in front of the camera and doing some TV things. The next time he comes back and visits here at Empowering for All, I'm going to let him host. We're going to have an open show and have all his fans and things like that call in and ask some questions. I'm excited, looking forward to it later on in the year 2014. Thank you all for all my supporters and continued listeners and how you come forth and continue to support. Many a times I know your schedule doesn't allow you to tune in when I'm live, but you go and still listen to the shows as early as you can. I see the numbers. I see the feedback. God is a good God. All of my shows here at Empowerment for All, after they are heard, do not be dismayed or angered. You can hear them again on my website through iTunes, podcast at Empowerment, the number 4 allcom Once again, www.ymcteer, M-C-T is in Tom, I-E-R, Empowerment, the number 4allcom Go to my celebrity interviews page, uh, featured spotlight page, and also there on my website on the home page. Many of you have done so and continue to do so, and for those of you who would like to do so, you can buy my published book titled The Tragic Times of a Woman. It is available there on my website through the Barnes & Noble link. My book is available for you through Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and many other outlets. Continue to stay abreast, follow me, hear and see who's coming on Empowerment for All on Twitter at YMcTeer, capital Y, capital M, lowercase c is in Charlie, capital T is in Tom, I-E-R. Facebook, Evangelist Yolander McTeer. Instagram, Evangelist Y McTeer. I launched my radio show in August of 2013, and can I tell you, God has done exceedingly above what I ever could imagine in my wildest dreams. Just as you heard my guest tonight, Clay Milliken, say, he prepared himself, began writing his signature, knowing in his heart his desire and love for drag racing. Now that dream has come to life. He consecutively has done that for the last 16 years and not slowing down and will continue to do that. Passion, love turned into reality. Myself, Evangelist Yolanda McTeer, passion, love has turned into reality here, broadcasting my radio show. I imagine this when I was young, practiced with microphones, sat down, crossed my legs, practiced my voice, played it back, would hear how it sounds. And look at how God has blessed me for this to be a reality in my life. Thank you, Lord. Tune in continuously to hear my shows. I'm doing a new thing here in Empowerment for All. I am producing solely by myself, hosting, talking with my guests by myself. God is good. Shout out to all those who made it happen and assisted me on my way. Continuous blessings to you and abundance of grace in your life. Never be discouraged. Stay encouraged. Many obstacles and trials and storms may come against you. Stand on God's word, trust God, and keep him first. Victory is yours. I never like to close my show without prayer. Today I'm going to close my show with Psalms 1. 
Once again, I never like to close my show without prayer. I'll be closing my show with Psalms 1 through 6. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit, that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalms 1 through 6. Open the door. Tell the devil to get out your your life. He's not welcomed. Act as if you heard a fresh knock. Open it. Let God in. Make him a permanent resident in your life. Until next time here in Empowerment for All, this is Evangelist Yolanda McTeer saying God bless and good night. Mm-hmm.